It's your daily dose of all things Gamecocks on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Here's J.C. Sherbert. And we're back. Inside the Gamecocks podcast, J.C. Sherbert here with you. Boy, what a weekend and Monday in the world of college football. I want to talk about all this. I'm uh, going to try to kind of lay some things out for you here uh, based on what I'm hearing. Um, I'm following it just like you guys. It seems like there's uh, a million different things that are out there. Uh, just to recap, I know some of you uh, probably have followed it pretty closely. I, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably following it pretty closely. And uh, I guess over the weekend, Saturday, from some contacts, both at South Carolina and throughout college football, I started hearing some very negative things uh, about the season. Um, and, of course, this was kind of a five-alarm fire for me because – uh, from some of these folks, I've, I haven't heard anything negative. I mean, it, it was like, well, what changed? Uh, and then you start seeing the tweets, you know, Big Ten, you know, uh, going to cancel, you know, tons of anonymous sources who, you know, said one thing on uh, Saturday over the weekend and then, of course, said another. Uh, once we got to this point, it was, uh, you know, very disconcerting because the feeling was the Big Ten would cancel and, you know, you'd have the dominoes just like the Big Ten did the conference-only schedule and then everybody else ended up doing that. Uh, I think there's been so much brushback, though, because as we got into Monday and then you had Sunday night, you had players kind of, you know, and the players have, have, have used their voice in all of this, and, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. You know, do I think that it's helpful when you're trying to get a season off uh, for the Pac-12 players to demand 50% of revenue, which is completely unworkable and probably against federal law? Uh, no. And I think whatever person was, you know, advising them or a group of people that were advising them, you know, probably needs to have his head – he or she's head examined about that because – you know, it seems fundamentally these players want to play. I think there's a few out there that have opted out that want to make a big production out of it. Um, but – and then there's guys that have opted out because they're going to the NFL and it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, why why, why risk getting hurt if you're going to get a free deal uh, to, to opt out? Um, but the players have had a voice. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, Justin Fields from Ohio State, J.C. Horn uh, from South Carolina had a, had a tweet. Jake Bentley out of Utah – had a nice tweet. Those are just the ones off the top of my head, but a bunch of them. Uh, and you can go follow me on Twitter at JC Sherbert, J-C-S-H-U-R-B-U-R-T-T. Um, around Sunday, I just started retweeting. I, I just, you know, I think everybody knows where I stand on this topic. I think if it's safe to play and you have a path to play, you need to play. I don't think you need to cancel based on what ifs. I don't think you need to cancel based on hypotheticals. I don't think you need to can- cancel based on anecdotal uh, isolated incidents, mama's Facebook pages, whatever, you know, I think that, it, it, you know, when you look at the situation, you know, I, I, I think that if you, there's a path to play, then you play. Now, I think the one thing that could bring it all down, and I've said this since March, I think it's asinine to have college uh, regular students classes and then, put these guys uh, into those classes and expect them to just be COVID free. Cause I just, you know, the, the chances of that happening are slim to none. That's nothing against like the plans the schools have in place. 
you know, Bob Caslin in Carolina, I know said he had a great plan. I believe him. I believe it's a great plan. I just don't trust students. Students are very, uh, you know, they're great people. They're full of life. I loved being a college student, but I also loved being a college student. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that, you know, you may have eight of them that follow the rules, but then two don't and you're, you're done, you know? And again, the school up the road, Clemson, and I say that with the greatest respect for every student that goes to Clemson. Um, they're doing it the right way. They're pausing. They're not sending folks back to class, you know? And and do you do that just for football? No. I, I think that, you know, the idea of college, I mean, you know, you, you want to try to squeeze high school, elementary school, you know, kids like that, that, you know, you, you could make a lot of health arguments about, you know, kindergartners or whoever needing to have social I agree with all that um and then you you know on that level you give parents the opportunity to opt out if they don't feel it's safe that's fine college is not like you know a a, a essential thing I mean it, it is you know when you talk about life plans and stuff like that but there's a lot of online colleges these days you know and 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 I don't see the problem with to prevent mass illness and to prevent wrecking things like football that, that have a greater meaning beyond the students at the university, um, you know, hitting the pause button on that, you know, going online. And I know there's some parents that won't be happy about that and some students that won't be happy about that. And you're probably some of the good guys, you know, you're, you're probably, you know, the folks that, that do the social distancing, that clean your hands, that wear the mask and all that. But I'm telling you, for every every person out there that's like you, you know, there's probably three or four that aren't. And I I guarantee you, college students think they're 10 feet tall and indestructible. And, you know, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to socially distance and, and wear a mask or are you going to go to this awesome party? <laughs> I mean, you know, college students probably going to go to the party. So, so that that's that's the thing that I think is going to shut it down. Um and, you know, I, we, we hear this, too, and, and this is the reason. Well, this is the stated reason, because I don't know that for a second that some of this we need to cancel isn't about some of the, uh, the organization and stuff like that. Um, the college students or college football players have tried to do, um, oh, we don't, you know, they're amateurs, so we don't, you know, we're going to shut it down in the name of amateurism which is kind of high-minded. I think it should be about health. But, you know, there, there is there is some concern, the Pac-12 doctors. This is per reports, and I don't know what, you know, to believe because there's obviously two sides to this, and one side says one thing one way and one side says it's another. Um, but there is the issue of myocarditis. Myocarditis? I hope myocarditis. Myocarditis. I think that's it. It's a hard issue, and people that get viruses, and I've read this, and I'm kind of reading this verbatim because I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, you know, it can cause, you know, some, some scarring in your heart when you've had a virus. Um, that's any virus. That's the coronavirus. That's the flu. That's, that's whatever, sometimes the common cold from what I've read. But that's a concern because what you don't want to have happen some guys asymptomatic and they found it in a couple of asymptomatic guys. And again, this is, this is not a study. This is not a deep study to where X percentage do this and that and the other. They're just kind of throwing stuff together, uh, which is the case with this entire virus. Um, 
and the whole situation, which is frustrating, you know, but, um, you know, so they found some goats and, and, and here, here's the deal. It's like, you know, you definitely do not want anyone with a heart issue that's been developed, even if they're asymptomatic to go play because that's, you know, football is an intense game. Uh, you know, you have guys that, that you know, you, you, you think guys die, have heart attacks right there on the field, basketball court, football field, whatever. Hank Gathers situation, somebody mentioned on the Big Spur today. You want to avoid that at all costs. That's a simple fix. You just test the guy's hearts. You know, you can diagnose this. This is not coronavirus where we don't know how to treat it or whatever. This is, a you know, something that's relatively common. It's a side effect of COVID-19. Um, and I think if you want these players to go play college football this year, then, you know, you owe it to them to make sure that they are healthy and ready to go. And so you just go hire a cardiologist, check them out. And if, if the guy can't play, you shut him down, period. Uh, they said the Big Ten found five guys, you know, out of all the guys uh, that played Big Ten football like this. So it's a very small percentage, it seems. Um, you're not going to have to cancel the season. Like half your team's not going to be shut down because of it. But I do think that, you know, if you're a college football program, you do owe it to your players to have the best medical care possible and to, uh, you know, mitigate the risks, even if it's not, it turns out not to be a risk uh, of, of, of having a serious situation happen to you while you're playing. I mean, that's, that's, there's no question. Uh, about that. And I think that that, you know, that should not have led um, the big 10 to say, and the PAC 12 to say, let's cancel. That should have led to, okay, we need to check these guys for this, that, and the other, unless there's some data out there that says, nah, it's prevalent in like 50% of all cases, then well, that's, that's a different story. Uh, but that better be good data uh, because you also have this, uh, you have the guy that, uh, Matt Ray, uh, out of the state of Alabama, has uh, downplayed the seriousness of this issue. He said it's common, blah, 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 blah. Uh, So I, I, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, again, it's frustrating because there's a lot of different opinions about this virus, and it it seems to line up sometimes politically, and I I don't like that. But I'm not talking politics today. All of you out there that are – political sort of know, you know, what's, what's been politicized and what hadn't. Uh, so then Sankey, Greg Sankey, the uh, commissioner of the SEC is on Dan Patrick today and said that the SEC's medical board has given the league the all clear. Um, and that they're heading on. So I, I think that where we're at right now is, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> This thing is just so crazy. I, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, some schools maybe can't afford to hire cardiologists. Some schools don't have the resources. That's fine. Um, the price, there's a price to pay to play this year. Um, and it's not just about student athlete safety and the price they pay with all the work they put in, which I totally respect and everyone should. And the coaches and everybody else who's worked hard to get ready for a season. Um, there's money to be paid on the part of the schools and, you know, they're going to lose some money on this, but, you know, you have to do what you got to do to keep the sport alive. Um, 
you know, so in my opinion, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that's the key. You know, th- this this heart thing is an issue. I don't know that it's an issue that should cause the thing to shut down. Uh, I do believe the Big Ten jumped the gun. I think there was a lot of floating uh, of this scenario out there just to kind of test the waters. If you notice, there was a report. Now, Dan Patrick, I mean, it's Dan Patrick. He's pretty connected. I mean, I, I would – I know everybody gets things wrong. Uh, even Kirk Herb Street reported that Les Miles was going to Michigan a few years back, and it didn't happen. And you know, all, all these guys are connected, and, and and nobody ever gets things 100% right. But I have no doubt Dan Patrick was told by a legitimate a legitimate source that vote was 12 to two. They took the vote. They're ready to cancel. Um, and then all of a sudden, no, 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 we haven't voted. There's been no vote, blah, 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 and they back up. Uh, and then the Big Ten, you also hear Nebraska, Ohio State, um, schools like that going, ah, you know, and I've been told Ohio State from the get-go, despite the fact that it was reported that their president voted to cancel, would seek other arrangements to play um, if they feel it's safe. And, and I think, too, you know, you, you look at it, I think it is safe. I think it, I think. I think the bottom line is you got to keep these guys kind of in a bubble suit, quasi bubble. Um, and, and I think that the players that don't want to do that can opt out and keep their scholarship. Um, and I think the player, I think the majority of players would do that to have the season and to have it in a safe manner. I think that's what they've been, you know, complaining about. Um, it's unfortunate that somebody threw in half revenue with the, and all that stuff with the PAC 12. But if you look at the big 10 players demands, it's just all about health and safety and protocols. And, you know, you had a lot of players coming out and saying, well, at our school, we're, we're doing fine. And if you look at the test, with the exception of Rutgers in the Big Ten, um, and that was because they went to a house party, and that's kind of been well documented. But if you look at Rutgers, you know, they've, they've, they've had some issues. But, you know, Northwestern the other day paused and um, all their workouts because of one – positive tests and uh, it ended up being a false positive. Um, So I I think that that's one of the things that's overlooked and that's probably why people are starting to jump. And and look, I'm just kidding. Bottom line. And and I've said it's because of politics. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe they've just gone right down this road. Like I said, I'm not getting political right now. Uh, We can worry about that later, but I do think there's some people in the sports media that, that believe there shouldn't be a season um, and I think that that kind of lines up with their worldview that college athletes are exploited. I reject that. Uh, again, I think, and I've laid it out on this show, there, there are things we can do to make it better and more equitable and fair. Uh, and I think, I think there's some common sense thing. And again, it costs money. So if you don't have the money to do it, then um, you're kind of SOL if you're a program. But you know, when, when I kind of look at it, you know, so some of these guys, they keep jumping from one thing to another, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know how you're going to stop the spread. You know, student athletes are coming back to work out. You know, the headlines are Clemson's got 48 positives or whatever that number was. LSU's got a bunch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But you never see them report. Well, you know, and, and I'm not saying everybody in the national college football media. I'm saying there's three or four guys. They're never going to report that school B has no positive tests. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, located in South Bend, Indiana, they recruit nationally. 
they have players from all over the country that come to South Bend. Um, Indiana wasn't necessarily a hot spot. The greater Chicago area, which is kind of near South Bend, was. Um, they've had like zero positives. <laughs> so I don't know what they – call it the luck of the Irish, call it what you will, but Notre Dame's been killing it, and then nobody talks about that. You know, that's the University of Notre Dame. Um, you know, given how they recruit and where their players come from, which is all over, like I said, all over America – you would think they would have had more issues than other people. So, so, so my point is the colleges are doing good kind of in this environment, keeping their players. Uh, and it hadn't been perfect, but there hadn't been, you know, a lot. You know, Dabo Sweeney said 2% positive tests. I don't know. I wish he would have given just a number, a raw number, rather than a percentage last night at Clemson. Um, there's been a few at South Carolina, but nothing to, you know, the numbers that the Gamecocks have had – I don't have those exact numbers other than now everything's been fine, you know, and there's probably about a four week period where there were zero positives and then maybe a handful, maybe two, one, two, I don't know. I haven't been given that number, but you know, they didn't stay in the clear for the entire time, but you know, that was uh Will Muschamp mentioned that, that, you know, those guys had been off campus and went home or whatever, you know? So, so I think that when we look at like how they're controlling it, that was a reason for the backlash yesterday is because, you know, there's no reason to sit there and cancel the season right now. Um, and, and looking at the, the heart issue, um, I, I think what you do with that, it's, it's very simple, just like any heart issue. Um, myocarditis, you, you just scream, get a cardiologist. And if somebody develops that, they're shut down. It's that easy to shut them down. You know, that, that's, a, that's a pretty simple decision. You know, heart not healthy, shut down, no football. That, that's the bottom line. Um, and if it comes, if it ends up being that, you know, you have 50% of your team that have that has that issue because, you know, they've all had COVID or whatever, then I think, yeah, cancel the season or postpone it. Get everybody, heck, you got to get healthy. Um, I'm, all, I'm all for that. But, you know, jumping the gun – and re- relying on selective information when there's no consensus to me doesn't make any sense um, in terms of anything. You know, there's a, there's a very respected non-political epidemiologist at the University of Minnesota that thinks the whole country should be, you know, locked down again for six weeks. I mean, and maybe he's right. I don't know. Um, but, but then there's other people that say lockdowns don't work. And they're also not political. And so I, you know, who knows? Um, it's kind of, when you think about the, the the situation in general and not making it political or anything and not, not even mentioning, you know, that the leadership from the White House is another subject. It's amazing that, you know, we have the, the greatest doctors and best technology and most knowledge of any, any, you know, any country on earth. And you have such division even in the medical community about this. I mean, this – and that's kind of what makes it scary. It's just, it's just an unknown boogeyman type of deal um, that unfortunately has killed some people, and that makes it very sad. And, and you know, I, I – you know, my heart goes out to anyone who's lost somebody uh, for all this. I don't, I don't want you guys to think I'm not taking it seriously. I just think that – when you're talking about life and you're talking about things that are important, and I do believe college football is important, I reject any kind of premise out there that it's just a oh, it's just a game. 
not to everybody, you know, and not to a large portion of people. <laughs> it's not, you know, um, and uh, I would be selfish and, and say, well, gosh, you know, this is going to cost me dearly with the big spur and the podcast or whatever, but I don't, if they cancel football, the, the big spur is not going anywhere. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've run some numbers and some models and things may get tough, but it's not, it's not going anywhere. We'll survive. I'll survive. Um, I'm thinking more of the people that, you know, their businesses rely, you know, and, and not so much in Columbia, you know, you look around at, you know, Athens and, and college towns and places like that, you know, they're, they're struggling. And if there's no football, you know, because even if you don't have fans and people coming into town or whatever, you're still going to have, you're still going to do a really good business on game day um, and all that. And those are the people that if the season gets canceled, my heart really goes out to because that's tough. That and the players and, and the coaches and the people that have worked hard to make it happen. It's just sad. But anyway, that's the latest on the season. I don't expect, and this is my opinion, and by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe something different's happened, but I, I do not expect the Big Ten and Pac-12 to completely pull the plug on their seasons today. I think we may end up um, – you know, seeing something like a uh, a delay. You know, they were starting. You know, they were starting like way early. So that's the deal. So I think that um, you know they were starting first week. It's Labor Day weekend. The Big Ten, uh, the Pac-12 was not starting until September 26 when the SEC was. I think they moved back to the first week of October. I don't know that they will uh, definitely do that date. But I do believe that, that you're looking at a delay. And I think that's smart because, you know, if you kind of look at, you know, the COVID cases, and again, that epidemiologist I mentioned thinks there's going to be a massive outbreak here in a couple of weeks. Maybe if that happens, maybe they don't do it. And which is why, again, I get back to, you know, I'm all for playing college football. I don't necessarily think I'm all for college happening, you know, in a traditional sense. Um, but you know, we'll see kind of what happens there. All right. So some news happened and we'll get off the virus and all that. Um, some news happened uh, on Friday and I was not with you. I was waiting the whole week for this to come out and it didn't. Gamecocks have added Ole Miss and, uh, Auburn to the schedule. Uh, a lot of people thought it was Arkansas and, and, and Ole Miss. And when I heard Bama, Got our Georgia got uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas. Uh, I thought, you know, hey, well, that those are the next two rotating opponents for them. I thought, surely the game, surely they just said, all right, we're going to do this, but no, <laughs> they had to take care of some of the folks that were not so happy. Um, I look at Auburn this year. I, 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 I love their skill talent uh, I think that they have the, the deepest group of receivers they've had in quite some time uh, Bo Nix is an outstanding quarterback probably the best freshman quarterback in the SEC last year um, and um, so you, you kind of look at him I love DJ Williams at running back and they've got death behind him I thought DJ Williams is a five-star running back coming out of high school nobody else did so we'll see how good he is the issue I would see with Auburn this year is that they lost a lot on the offensive line. You got to kind of rebuild that. And then they had a really dominant defense last year. Even in the game, they beat Alabama 48-45. Um, 
you know, they had a couple pick sixes. Their defense made things happen. Kevin Steele's kind of found his groove there and really become, in my opinion, Kevin Steele to me, kind of through the time he was at Clemson and uh, even at LSU, I, you know, I wasn't – I didn't know. I didn't think he was, you know, one of the better coordinators in college football, but I, I think he's found his groove at Auburn and uh, has really done a great job, you know. So they'll have talent. Uh, they'll have players. Um, they just are not going to be as experienced on that side. Some of their really good players have left. Um, if I were kind of looking at Auburn this year, I, I may pick them fourth in the West uh, behind uh, Texas A&M because it, A&M kind of returns more. But Auburn tends to beat Texas A&M, and uh, A&M tends to disappoint at times. You know, I know Gamecock fans don't think that because – you know, you never beaten A&M, but hadn't beaten Auburn either. So, I'd probably pick them fourth. But, I, you know, when it's Auburn, you never know. You know, they could end up being great. Um, so, uh, that's, uh, that's the deal. So, I think that, um, you know, I think that when you look at it from that standpoint, you know, that's not a game that the Gamecocks, in my opinion, will be completely overmatched in. Auburn probably has more talent. Uh, Ole Miss is a program that, uh, you know, the Gamecocks have kind of had a lot of success against. They, they Since 08, when they first came in the league, they did not. Um, Gamecocks went down there, and uh, Chris Smelly and Jason Barnes uh, led the Gamecocks to a 31-24 win uh, in 08 down in Oxford. I was at that game. That was a heck of a game. Uh, and then the next year in 09, I was also at this game Thursday night. Ole Miss was ranked fourth in the country. Gamecocks beat them 16-10. Uh, legend has it that was when Sandstorm first started uh, getting popular at williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, and then, of course, you know, in 2018, very exciting game. If you like offense, Gamecocks up big early, blew it down 10 in the fourth quarter. Defense had tons of injuries that day and then of course injuries to like Tyson Williams and stuff defense all of a sudden made some adjustments buckled down held Ole Miss to like negative 19 yards in the fourth quarter uh, and they had 600 before that uh and uh Longo their offensive coordinator of course I, you know that's kind of why you know that's kind of reason he got fired because he, he's a guy that can put up big numbers from time to time and then there's times he was just flat out you know, overwhelmed. Of course, you know, he's now at North Carolina, and I think he's a great fit for them. I just don't know about the SEC. Jake Bentley led the Gamecocks back 48-44. Mon Denson had a big run. So that was a big win for Carolina uh, in a big high-scoring game, especially considering the Gamecocks didn't have much defense that year. Uh, to play that fourth quarter was outstanding. So Carolina's won, you know, three in a row against them. They have to go out to Oxford for a second straight time. Um, you know, who knows if the Grove will be rocking or what, but, um, you know, that, that, I think that when you look at it, Lane Kiffin inherited, he's their new coach now, uh, inherited a pretty good roster. I, I you know, I, I kind of look at it and, um, Matt Luke to me recruited pretty well. I think they've got some good young players. Uh, I think that on offense last year, and last year was kind of a weird season for Ole Miss because it was kind of a one-year deal with Rich Rodriguez, an offensive coordinator, and um, uh, Mike McIntyre, a defense. 
uh, and Kevin's going to come in and do something different. But, uh, you know, who knows? I, I think a lot with that game, guys, is going to be when it's played. You know, and I know South Carolina's installing a new offense, but the Gamecocks have – it's not like you got a whole new coaching staff that's not familiar with their personnel uh, and all that. So, we'll see kind of how it goes. I mean, that's uh, – it could have been worse. It could have been Alabama and Auburn. Uh, and you could have been like Arkansas and Missouri. They got completely – I mean, nobody's really care. – nobody really cares about those guys. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of bad. I just uh, – you know, I – I feel very bad. I don't think there's anything fair about how that went down uh, for certain schools, uh, you know, especially, you know, Arkansas. I mean, on what planet, you know, they're in the West. On what planet is it okay uh, for them to get like Georgia and Florida? I mean, <laughs> how is that okay? You know, in my opinion. And, and so Sam Pittman and the Hogs, who, who, by the way, got a commitment from a kid from Burns, offensive lineman. Um, Game guys didn't offer him, but uh, congratulations to them for getting the kid. Uh, I think he could be end up being pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I you kind of look at the SEC and kind of see who they cater to, and you don't want to believe it, but sometimes you you look at something like that and you're like, well, they just piled it on Arkansas, like. Uh, you guys aren't going to be any good anyway. So that's unfair. That's not good. I don't know what the formula was. Uh, this week there should be, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming they're going to milk it for everything it's worth and put it on fine bomb again. Um, there should be another announcement with regards to the order of the schedule. That's going to be huge for South Carolina, um, where they play and who, because it's, it's going to probably be mixed up a little bit. Um, I mean, I can see a scenario where they open with Georgia or Tennessee something like that, you know. Uh, I could see a scenario where they open with Vanderbilt, you know, or, or something like that. I mean, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where you got you really have to sit there uh, and, and pick it apart once it happens in terms of the order, uh, in my opinion. So that's, uh, that's it. Gamecocks playing Ole Miss Auburn, uh, along with LSU and Texas A&M from the other division. Hopefully the Gamecocks don't have to open in Baton Rouge. That would not be good, but, you know, who knows what will happen there. They'll, they're going to play whatever they're given, just like every other school. And, and with an all-conference schedule, you know, things are going to kind of go back and forth all year with the standings and stuff like that. So, you know, if you open with a team that you may lose to, you take an L early, you know, it may not be that big of a deal because – Everything's going up and everything's going down all at the same time because there's no non-conference game. So the standings going to be adjusted. I kind of wish they would just count, gosh, like uh, division games or maybe just count, you know, the eight that were scheduled previously. I, I don't know how you do that because I do think they need to get the division games in first, you know. But if you don't count the other games, then essentially the SEC championship game set you got four games against the West to end the year. What? What? How do those games count unless it's a tiebreaker? You know, you're just kind of playing. But I guess, you know, if, if they're bowls this year, you're playing for bowls and stuff like that. You always want to win. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes with the order. I, I Again, I want to make my, the distinction. I didn't think – and, and it really, from a South Carolina standpoint, I wouldn't worry about it. From the Gamecock standpoint, I think you know things came out better than they could have. 
from the standpoint of was this a fair process? Did they take everything into account for every school? No, I, I just it's ridiculous what they did to certain schools. And Tennessee, you can throw Tennessee in there too. Tennessee, Missouri, Arkansas. I just thought, wow, there could have been a better way. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what the thinking was there and all that. So we'll kind of see. All right, this has been Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Listen, go to the iTunes store, um, or sorry, iTunes store, the uh, iPod, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> and uh, give me a rating. Give me a review. I appreciate some of the reviews on there. Uh, subscribe. It's free. Then you get a little notification every time I get a new uh, I get a new episode up. Uh, uh, our numbers have been growing. I appreciate each and every one of you listening to what I have to say. I'll be back tomorrow with more. We're going to get a JC and Morgan podcast rocking and rolling this week um, with myself and Mike Morgan. Go subscribe to that, too. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. This has been JC Sherbert on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast.